we're always there we're always mm. their mother we will always be their mother until the day that we go to be with the lord mm. and that is a great treasure in in, in our heart hello and welcome i'm tanya reason and this is the gospel according to mum the show where we discuss the transformational work done in us by Jesus Christ as we live out motherhood and discipleship with Him. In part three of this episode, Sharon Ward reflects on how seeking God's kingdom and developing her relationships with her children have become deeply connected. Sharon finds herself now in a place where the busyness has come to mean peace through living a full life with her family, community and God, which is still surprising and challenging her. That's the interesting thing about prayer, isn't it? Because when we talked earlier about how difficult it is to pray in anguish, mm. it's because maybe it's because anguish is so um, wrapped up in feeling. Yes. Um, I think that's that why Hannah was like felt they thought she was drunk, didn't yeah. they? When she came in the temple, I remember feeling like that, feeling this drunkness, this of of anguish. Mm. The, was horrific. Mm. It was horrible. I didn't want to engage in that feeling. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's an interesting thing looking back that sometimes to engage there really is a better thing to do. Mm. And I miss that. I just mm. wanted to push it away. I couldn't stand it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah oh. digging in in those times. And yes. that's where, as you say, going back to what you know. Mm is really key yeah. mm. I can remember because I had a journey it was not quite as long as yours 18 months we were wait, yes. we waited um, for God and funnily enough he spoke to me through the karate kid yeah. do you mean for children? <laughs> yeah, for children yeah for children this is typical me it's never anything profoundly it's mystical yeah, no, it's the karate kid it's interesting <laughs> Yeah. But I was watching it, and um, it's right at the end where um, the I forget now who, what they're all called, but anyway, the baddie, yeah, the baddie yeah. instructor, he tells one of his kids to kick the karate kid in the knee and and, and all this, oh, yes. and he's standing there in black, you know, it's all yes, you know, yes. and karate kids obviously in white and all this other. It's really cliche, but I remember leaving the room and going into our bedroom to pray, and I was sitting on the bed thinking. The enemy wants me dead, just like yes. the Karate Kid. Yes. But God doesn't want that for me. Yeah. So I'm going to mm-hmm. just trust in that. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the silliest thing, mm. but for some reason that movie spoke to me just at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's, everything's connected again, isn't it? Yeah. It's not and it wasn't through. a prayer, it was I absolutely. know. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. I know from the Bible. You because know. God has allowed all these different avenues for us to be spoken to, isn't it? That's mm. how Jesus went into environments, didn't he? And he used the environment to speak to people. Yeah. And he, stories. And stories. Yeah. And, and, and I think it hasn't, everything is connected. It hasn't got to necessarily be spiritual, mm. but he, he he can get our attention yeah, which is right. what happened to you yeah yeah and yeah. yeah. mm. trust with what we know mm. we're going to talk a bit about it's kind of a flip back but um i want to talk to you a bit more about i mean the the journey that you've led me on has been very much about learning about his kingdom mm. and you talked in your notes about how you were quite career driven you thought that you had life down, you were mm. sorted, and then motherhood occurred, and that was completely, <laughs> completely altered. Um, and 
you've mentioned a couple of scriptures. The first one was uh, Matthew 6.33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Mm-hmm. And the other one you mentioned was uh, Romans 12.2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and improve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And I just want to talk about the difference between um, achievement mm. and relationship and whether you think it's actually possible to, to move away from the conforming of the world, from mm. conforming to mm. the world, without first having Matthew 6 without first seeking his kingdom and how you get there Mm. because it seems like it was a practical approach Mm. for you Mm. and maybe it is for all of us to Mm. seek God's kingdom we kind of have to be taught it Mm. don't we I think it's like um, something that was said to me I remember it was just before Simon and I got married and it was a lovely old pastor friend and and he said in this life Sharon you should be one thoroughly practical two, totally spiritual, and three, perfectly natural. And that, amongst other things, has kind of stayed with me, that it's his kingdom first, and that goes wherever I go, because Christ lives in me. Mm. So the world, I have to navigate in that. So we do have to read the room, and we have to navigate working. But also, remember I was saying that when I was six, he put the heart for evangelism in me. Mm. So whilst I've been married to a man who's always been in Christian ministry, I knew that my position had to be out there where the wolves were howling, so to speak, in the world, taking his kingdom through who he's made me to be and to navigate the world as I do that. One of the things he's blessed me with is that me talking to you now as a Christian when I talk to people at work who, who don't know much about Christ, certainly aren't in churches and that, I will talk to them like this as well. It's going back to that be perfectly natural mm. in how you are. And it opens up conversations. And I've always wondered why people find evangelism difficult. Because if you are who you truly are in those situations, it will not be difficult. Mm. You might be ridiculed. You might get kicked back, and I have had that, Mm. but isn't that for Christ? And it's trying to do things in an intelligent way, you know, not being stupid, and certainly, like I say, reading the room in situations, but but the conversations that I've had in the workplace, I'm going right back to when I was first training as a nurse and a midwife, and throughout my career, throughout my time with my neighbours, you know, my neighbours, many of them that came to Christ, they, they didn't know him. It started by me just putting a hand on them and saying, you know what I do is I pray about that. You know, mm. God loves you. Can I pray for you? I've never, ever had anyone say no. Mm. Now, that could have happened, um, and people are quite entitled to say no, but they want to feel him. Mm. And sometimes praying with people who don't know him is so enriching because they're not inoculated, in a sense, against Right. that kind of thing yeah. they want to know um, again at work conversations all the time about him 
Often I'll get questions about the latest thing in the media that's anti-church and my opinions about that as well. Mm. And they, I feel, are red herrings often for people coming to know Jesus is irresistible. Right. So I try and diffuse those things rather than get into great engagement fights because I wouldn't be good at those e- either. No. You know, I'm, I'm, that's not my kind of skill. Um, so I think seeking first his kingdom whilst not being conformed to the pattern of this world those two sit with me trying to work in these places. Mm. I, I feel like we need the place, the sheep pen, where we can bar together, you know, as Christians yeah. and have little moments of that. But if we're not going out to where the wolf's howling, howling, you know, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, you know, out in the world where there will be <clears throat> kickback, there will be challenges. Mm. And also we're not right all the time. Mm. Only he is right. Yeah. That's my other thing. I, I can try and defend the gospel in him, but I'm, I'm a human being, broken, trying to do that. But yeah. he is the way, the truth, and life. So I've always got that as my backbone yeah. and that he's helping me. And I'm learning and I'm, I'm reflecting on the journey as well. And, and, and I've seen some of the most exciting stories of my life happen um, through some of this. Yeah. It's fantastic. Do, yeah. you th- do you think you would have... Um, been able to do it as well if you hadn't had the experience of motherhood that you've had? Oh, for sure. Motherhood told, taught me how to multitask. And look, my work now as a team leader, as a midwife, you know, people would ask me, younger midwives, you know, how do you do that? You hold so much in your your mind and your hand. You feel like you've got a big apron that everybody's pulling out all the time. The constantly the phone's ringing and this and you're multitasking. And I said, motherhood trained me. Mm. Not midwifery, motherhood. Yeah. It was mo- the most enriching training, phenomenal. Sorry, kids. I mean, you weren't just a training. You were more than that. But, <laughs> but, it's a, but you know, it, it did. It taught me. Yeah. It teaches you, doesn't it, to be up at night, to be there when they're sick, to troubleshoot, to help to educate them. You know, you have to be a psychologist. Mm. And, you know, we've all heard these stories of the many things that a mother has to do and stretch us. But Instead of an exasperation, look at it as an enriching. It's mm. it's incredible. Yeah. You know, a mother, to get a mother in certain jobs, she'll be a formidable force yeah. because she's been so well trained. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what about in terms of relationships? Because even now as a mother, I've had to um, develop a thicker skin. Yes. Because my children aren't like me, and they don't think like me, and sometimes they don't like what I have to say. Yes, that's right. And sometimes they flat out just say, "Mum, you smell," or something. You know? Yes, they're great on the, the <laughs> honesty, honesty <laughs> of children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with five different personalities in the house. Yes. I mean, how 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 has that been for you in terms of readying you to be out among the wolves? Yes. Obviously, they love you, but yes. Oh, I think that's a really good question. I, d- I don't know for you and Ben, but Simon and I would often I'd say, well, Simon, you deal with that because he or she's more like you, you know, mm. you know how to deal with that. And then he might say the same to me, or well, she's like you. Can you deal with that? And then I tell you, there was a child. We say, well, where did he come from? He's not like either of us. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, it is it is challenging, isn't it, with children because they they don't conform to the pattern that you want as a as a mother or the way that you're directing them. They, but part of that rebellion and innovation in them is their own growth, and to give them safe space to do that is really challenging. Yeah. You know, I I remember 
walking outside the church once and one of our children, I'm sure you'd know who, but was um, right up this huge tree at the front of the church and he was not that old. <laughs> and I remember just the feeling of all these other parents like, why would you allow him to do that? Well, he'd just done it. Yeah. And But he did it because I, he can do it. You know, he knew how to climb. And I guess some of their fear was we don't want our children following him. But um, but, <laughs> but there, there were moments that were, were, were crazy for me of thinking, I, I'm not sure I feel particularly proud in this moment. <laughs> One of the best parenting good kids, because Simon and I used to run parenting courses, and we would say to folks, you know, this is our neighbours, people at the church, remember all the groups I rang, everything's connected. I would bring everybody into parenting groups, all that kind of thing. So... We ran a couple of parenting groups every year for at least a decade. But we would say to people, look, we're running this parenting group for us. If you want to come along and join us, it was a course, then you're welcome. Because we're as broken as all of you. We don't have the answers. And in there's stages in parenting. So with five children, we were at every stage all the time, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there were we thought, oh, I've wrecked that one, but I've got a chance with this one. mum sitting there just sobbing saying I haven't done anything good today and I remember that too mm. just thinking this is really hard there, there were days that I was not proud of yeah. that were challenging and so I needed to get back in my safe place of the bath mm. because that's where I needed to be yeah. and reflect on that how could I have done that better Lord you know what did I say there I I'm somebody I was going to say one of the best books I ever read was an Australian author and he wrote a book called Tricky Kids. It was not a Christian book, but it really helped me to deal with one of my children. Right. Because, but I saw some of the reflection in him of me that he always wanted the last word. He always mm-hmm. wanted to win. And, you know, these people become very strong, pioneering people. You know, they're, if you look in history, some of those tricky kids are some of our leaders. Yeah. Um, but, oh, man... Bringing, you know, bringing him up as a child was really, really challenging. Mm. Um, and that book, that book helped me to see that maybe I didn't always need to have the last word. Mm. Sometimes I needed to let him have capacity to vent and to let those words just hold. Right, and yeah. to let him be. Yeah. Mm. Speaking Not, of that, mm. relationships, because I want to ask you about having five children, five relationships... Um, all of them obviously going to be completely different. Mm. The only the only similar thing will be you, but even that will change within the scope oh, of the absolutely. relationship. Yes. And the first part of the question is: Were there points where you thought I've wrecked this relationship, and then realised that you can actually rectify a relationship the next day? Yes. That's kind of a is it is it a daily bread kind of thing yes. with your relationship? Yes. And then what was the onflow of that with your relationship with God? Yes. Oh, I, I don't know how fully I can tell you this story just because of confidentiality yeah, of with that particular child. But yeah. something happened a couple of years ago where I had quite a strong um, stance on something, of a Christian view on something, and that was being challenged by one of my children. And I kind of gave them the rundown lecture on how I felt, and it was all justifiable how I felt. And I remember he... He looked at me and just said, Mum, you don't know her yet. Mm. And I didn't. He was right. 
And I went away and reflected actually not just in a bath but over a period of time because potentially I was wrecking a relationship and how dare I do what I had done actually. Mm. I was so convicted about it. It even draws tears to my eyes now and and then anyway he, he came back to my house maybe it was like a couple of weeks later it wasn't like the next day or mm. three months later it was a fairly uh, couple of weeks time I think and um, and I distinctly remember we were in the hall and I said to him remember when we had that conversation I said I am so sorry mm. for how I spoke to you I was so wrong and I didn't listen to you and I affirmed him mm. and he got hold of me and he hugged me mm. and he said mum that's okay um, and if I could only tell you the outcome of this is phenomenal mm. of um, you know them just coming to know Jesus mm. as a result of me admitting I was wrong mm. um, because at any stage it's not good but to adult children they really have a formation that has happened in them and when you when you kind of destroy part of that formation you're destroying something of them and that's what I was doing that day right. and yeah. so my apology it was it was complete mm. heartfelt it was and he felt it as mm. well and now I have something with him and his wife that is so beautiful mm. um, and profound that I I was just I, I think nothing is beyond repair is it you know he was he was the better person and how he forgave me actually yeah. and and reunited and loved me mm. um, and so I've been very grateful so we do get it wrong sometimes yeah. but that's that's and I've always advised my children that for someone you choose whatever their aptitudes have, choose somebody to be your lifelong partner who has a humble heart, who has a loving, humble heart that's willing to forgive mm. and move on. Mm. And they've all done very well there. Yeah. 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 And, um, that's what you said there is, is really the key point, is when you said nothing is beyond repair. Because mm. I'm sure other mums feel, you know, during the day we make X number of mistakes. Yeah. There's never a day when something doesn't... You think, oh... Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's yeah. that's it. You know, that's the end. But it's not. It's not the end. And then, the, you know, the the flow on of that is sometimes we feel like we can't go to God with yeah. something. Yeah. I've just, you know, yeah. this is so terrible. I can't. That's right. But all you, t- all all it took really was to say sorry. Absolutely. From your heart mm. to mean it. And it's the heart that matters, isn't it? And sometimes, like in that instance. I felt the cutting, um, I think, chastisement of God almost as I was speaking. It was wrong. It was wrong. And I thought I was spouting out all the right religious Christian stuff. Right, But in my spirit, man, I knew that it was wrong. Mm. And after, I was dissolved. It was so wrong. I didn't even need to get into a bathtub to reflect on that one. I knew but I had to work out, work out how I was going to navigate my response to what I had just done. Mm. You know, it's Isn't it um, weird how we can be so convicted about mm. something, even to the point of going through with it, and then all of a sudden you're halfway through and you think, this is not right. 
Absolutely. You know, and mm. you think, why did I even go down there? Afterwards, mm. you, you know, you have all these thoughts. Mm. Why did I even do... How could I have been so sure, you know? Yeah. 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 I know, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think it's good to be... I mean, we use this in our practice at work as we talk about being a reflector is a good thing to reflect on the things that we've done, you know. Did mm. did that go well? And, I mean, it's doing that without being an overthinker mm. as well. You know, we don't want to exhaust ourselves. But, you know, how did... I impact someone else's life it's sometimes it's not just what we say or what we do but how we make people feel mm. you know did did I connect there do they do they feel like my intention is making them feel mm. how do I navigate that and sometimes it's being brave enough to get feedback from people isn't it as well mm. and, and that's one of the beauties with children is they give you feedback you know <laughs> often yeah. sometimes it's just a look I know relationships have to be pretty deep amongst friends to give real feedback, isn't there? And mm. that friendship to hold fast. But God puts us in families because He knows we need that kind of discipleship. Mm. So children will give us feedback. They'll tell us, you know, if they don't like something or, yeah. um, you, you know, certainly when they're younger. That's the thing about relationships, isn't it? Because we tend to, you sort of think, I've become a Christian, everything's going to be perfect now. I'm, I'm right and it's all going to be good. And then then we do something wrong inevitably mm. <laughs> so mm. that's that but relationships aren't one day are they no they're, they're constant even like just now I'm getting a phone call from one of my sons and I have to text because I know that generally he phones me if it's an emergency yeah. so, you know, the relationship is ongoing isn't it <laughs> and anyway I've just had a text saying no he's all right so that's a really oh, <laughs> we're not in hospital yeah. so your children that's the other thing they're always your children you know, I've never been the kind of mother of, right, once you're out of the home and you have to fend for yourself, that's it, get on with it. Mm. I'm always, I love being connected to my children. To be a formation of a backbone to them, you know, to, to be there for them, to to help them practically as well, where, where I can. Mm. But I'm still at this stage working, so um, that's maybe not as much as I'd like or as they'd like at this stage, but we're always there. We're always yeah. their mother. We will always be their mother until the day that we go to be with the Lord. Yeah. And that is a great treasure yeah. in, in, in our hearts, you know. I, I don't think I, I heard once that we can't relax till our children are in an old people's home, so I've got a long way to go yet. Even yeah. then I'd be worried. <laughs> Someone looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope they never will be. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, that sort of leads me around to perseverance because that's something the Lord has been teaching me about lately. Mm-hmm. My my misconception of what perseverance is. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a bit um I'll persevere as long as I know the future. Yes, yes. And I'm learning that perseverance is actually just doing the next thing. Yes. Yes, that's and right. And holding on to that. And yes. I suppose motherhood is... That's right. And they're, they're the words, aren't they? Perseverance, long-suffering, those kind of words. They're not nice words, are mm-hmm. they? We don't want to be have to be a perseverer. We don't want to have long-suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go through hard times, we want it to be over quickly. We've mm-hmm. learned our lesson and mm-hmm. strap up and get on. And, and um, you know, my life's not been a difficult life. I look at many people who it has and they're left with illness and struggles or divorce and so many very difficult things and they're long or children that have got great disabilities and their long suffering oh my goodness me would be really really hard Um, and that's where you know entering in connecting in relationships can 
help we need to enter into that spell space and share burdens don't we share things together yeah, yeah. be an encouragement to each other yeah. yeah, that's mm. right. I mean, we were talking earlier before we, we started about Groundhog Day. Yes. And being in that mundane cycle. Oh, yeah. You know, th- there's a real perseverance involved in that. Oh, and the creativity that needs to come out of that. You know, in every day as a mum, you get mm. up. And, I mean, in England, the winters, we complain here with all the viruses going around. But remember, in England, the winter is about six times longer than here. That means that the viruses carry on that much longer. So it's not just persevering and, you know, a nice, 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 tidy life with your children. But, but, um, But half the time, they're sick. So yes. somebody's, um, you know, you're up half the night with somebody vomiting. Yeah. Don't you hate that noise when oh. you would just hear that noise? Yeah. And <laughs> it's actually the wet splat that follows. Oh. <laughs> That's the bit that gets me. Because my mind immediately goes to clean up. I know. That was one good thing of being poor. We always had old carpets and old furniture. But, you know, that was a good thing. Because yeah. until they could aim and vomit, there was no... <laughs> There's no point in having anything nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh. You very quickly get over feeling bad about picking them up and oh. bodily running them to the toilet. Absolutely. <laughs> or they'd wander into your bedroom and go, Mum or Dad. Yeah. And, you know, by the time a sickness bug has gone through five of them and I've disinfected and then at the end of the bug you get it yourself, yeah. you know. When you're exhausted. When you're exhausted yeah. and already been knocked down to the ground. And they all bounce back, don't they, really quickly. Yeah. So they're very exhausted days and I think now as a grandmother oh my gosh the grandchildren they are the best thing ever in life they are I believe God's reward for Mm. actually surviving your own children (laughs) (laughs) it's just incredible but I look at my children I'm so proud of how they parent and there's also a part of me thinks thank god i couldn't do it again mm. you know there's a reason why we do it once yeah. and um oh man i couldn't do it again <laughs> but it requires everything it does absolutely absolutely everything. yeah absolutely and mm. you've only got one chance to give it everything as well yeah you? that's yeah. right you've only got yes. one everything yes <laughs> each one of their lives is incredibly important yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's why it's so hard but if you don't have love do you think perseverance is actually impossible? If you don't have love, do you, you have nothing. You're mm. just like a clanging cymbal gong, aren't you? Mm. If you don't have love, what do you have? Yeah. And so perseverance is sometimes you have to, you know. And I would try into that groundhog day to bring a buoyancy. I remember the late the night before, I would set toys up for the children, mm. set up tents and things in the home. You know, it rains yeah. a lot in England, so you can't always go to the park. Course, yeah. Sometimes you'd be shut at home for days on end. And, and sometimes when the children are sick, you can't even have friends over. So I became massively creative. And I have to think that was often for me, not mm. for them, so that it would inspire me the next day yeah. to deliberately be that kindy teacher yeah. you know to to have the paints out to to enforce myself not to put the television on mm. you know to to give them my all in as much as i could um yeah, yeah. well the yeah. tv's the devil's candy anyway because they normally oh. come away from it more annoying than they were when they started yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's certainly nice to use it at times when sometimes you do need a bit of a rest mm. don't you in a quiet point perhaps when you're trying to do dinner but um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um and yet in all of that you say peace is overrated mm. 
piece is overrated. I, I was reflecting this morning, early this morning, about what is peace? Is peace when I've settled and achieved everything and all my admin's up to date and my house is all in the place it should be and I feel satisfied, I've worked hard, all the jobs that I need to have done have been done. If that's peace, I've never known it. <laughs> Ever. Right. And yet, I thought, what a disappointment that would be to be in that place. Mm. And maybe that's partly my personality. I love that there's so much more to do, that there's great lists of things that I haven't yet achieved. Mm. There's so many people still to catch up with that I haven't caught up with. There's so much more. And that can feel overwhelming in one sense, but in other ways it's invigorating, it's mm. life. It's something I call yeah. life. And in that is peace, is a contentment of the busy, tumultuous journey that has an anxiety about a test result, has something else going on, an overwhelmingness at work, a relationship difficulty, and not sure about something, or a discourse with a friend. Mm. You know, there can be peace in that because it's life. Yeah. And, um, and God's with us in it all. Mm. And he journeys in it all. So I don't know about peace like a river, but you know, a river is noisy and bubbling yeah. and rocky and tumultuous. And, um, and I think... It's perfect timing when we're talking about yes, peace. Yes, <laughs> going on. Katrina, I know. And, and, and then peace can be like that because a river like that, a babbling brook, is beautiful. Mm. And, and that can be the beautiful journey that God takes me on in peace, mm. that I might know him and and experience and connect with him in all thank you so much sharon it's been an absolute delight talking to you thank <laughs> no, you for thank sharing you. with us yeah so yeah. it's been great to catch up and um, you make life richer thank you tony for oh, doing these podcasts you. i so appreciate the ones i've listened to um, it's been amazing oh, it's my privilege thank you thanks for listening today you can find out more about the show, our guests, and subscribe and download through all our channels by visiting thegospelaccordingtomum.com. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Rachel Bayard. Rachel has been a mum for just six years, but has already met with some of the most unexpected challenges as a mother, which have led her on a journey of faith with God about the best way to lead her family in our current Western culture. In the meantime, be encouraged, friend, and remember the God who taught you to love will not leave you as you walk with him more and more at your own pace. I'm Tanya Reason, and you've been listening to The Gospel According to Mum. Till next time.